The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Hey, hey, hey. It is Thursday, 11.30 a.m. Central Time in Frisco, Texas. There's a lovely look at uh, Tostitos Championship Plaza at Ford Center at the Star of Frisco. Got a little, got a little action going on out there. It's 86 yeah. degrees. It feels like 93. A low tonight of 75. Summer is, summer is bearing down upon us soon. Yes. Kurt. Yes, we had all that rain. Probably had a little too much rain, but for like maybe a while we're three more. weeks straight. We <laughs> yeah. had rain. So. Yeah. A uh, little, yeah, little, little action on out there on a Thursday, and it, Kurt and I are here in the studio. Yes, Jesse Holly um, was up in New Jersey. Um, we'll tell you about what that was about here, yeah. here, in, here in just a little bit. But he was up in New Jersey, had a flight, got canceled. Thought he was going to be on the show today, and then flight got bumped up so he's on his way to the airport and then nate is somewhere in florida nate's on an adventure he man he went on another drive this time (laughs) this time he went east instead of west and south yeah um so we'll hope hopefully have nate here in just a little bit trying to get him in here on the show um but right now you are stuck with Kurt Daniels yes. and Shannon Gross, Stuck. so we don't blame you if you want to go ahead and turn the radio off or <laughs> stop the podcast yeah. now. Um, but if you want to hang out, we're going to talk some football because this will be the last show that we have until we go to training camp. It might be the last hanging with the boys until we the get season, back from training yeah. camp. Yeah, you. I don't know if us back here who aren't going to camp will be doing the show or not. I yeah, I think we're trying to figure out how many shows, what that show looks like, who's going to camp, all those things are still up in the air, but it sounds like we're sounds like we're going to training camp in Oxnard sometime in yeah, July. Let's, let's hope that finally so. gets worked out. I know they're definitely hoping it will and yeah. working on potential plans and stuff. So. Has there been an official word yet? No, I don't think they've officially announced anything. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I don't know what the holdup with anything might be. Maybe they're still trying to decide if it's even possible. I'm not sure, but they're they have plans either way. I think so. Yeah. Hopefully, the ones in Oxnard will work out. So, yep. you looking forward to going back if that happens? Um, a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, like I'm 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 ready for football and to feel normal like like it's a normal season and that'll be the first big thing that'll feel normal um but i've got you know a 10 month old here yeah and his birthday would be while i was at training camp so that would be a little bit of a uh, yeah. but he's not gonna know it he's not even a, he'll be a year old he's not gonna uh, know his missus will know it yes that's the big <laughs> thing and will probably never let me forget about missing it but the cool thing is when he gets a little bit older he can have two birthday parties he can come to California and oh, yeah. ha- watch football for his birthday, and sure. then he can come back here and have a party with his friends when Dad gets back. There you go. Or before Dad goes. So it'll be cool when he gets a little yeah. older. But for now, he's he's not going to remember. So. No. But yeah, I think I, I'm I'm ready to 
I'm ready to go. I'm ready for football to to be there. I'm ready for fans to be there. I'm ready for fans to be in the stadiums. I'm ready for you know road trips. I'm ready for football to be football again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you there. I talked to a lot of the guys. Um, um, you know, during the off season about playing in stands that were not full, and yeah. and a lot of them said. The very first game at SoFi with no stands and and no – I don't think they had crowd noise yet. I don't think they had figured that piece of it out. Right. Just dead silence, and you could hear the opposing team call the plays in, <laughs> and you could hear everything everyone was saying, yeah. and and there was no energy in the building, and it was – they they all said the same thing. It was the weirdest – I bet. They didn't like it, yeah, at all. I wouldn't think so. So I'm sure you know. Not only will the fans be ready to be back in the stadium, the the players will be as well. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think everybody is ready to get back to normal. Bust loose. It's going to be a party here, and the players are going to love it. So yeah. All right, let's talk about. Got a few things to talk about today. Yeah. Um, what do you Where do you want to go first? Well, I don't know. Some Some of these ideas, you'd, you'd like the player's perspective of yeah. it all, so it makes it a little tougher. But um, I, well, for I wanted to ask you. I mean, you you said you've been talking to some of these guys in the offseason. Did you have you had a chance to talk to any of these guys over the last few days with the mini camp OTAs that kind of thing? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not allowed to be around the guys. Yeah. You know, I didn't we, know if you were able to do anything yet, social media wise. No, not yet. But I mean, I, I've you know talked to some of the guys, but not not in person. Right. So, um, right. yeah, not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. Yeah. We'll see how that shakes out during the season. Yeah. But. Well, I'm one thing I thought. Um, I wanted I wanted to get kind of Nate's perspective on it, especially in Jesse, but. Well, they're not here, Kurt, they're not so here. you're stuck so with me. You're going to have to give it I to me. I will give you – you know what? I will give more than I've ever given on this show today oh, just because I, because I have to, because there's <laughs> no one else to talk yeah, for the next we're stuck. 40 minutes. So yeah, That's good. Okay. So. so you fire away, and I will give you well, my perspective. I, the, the news that kind of they were talking about a lot yesterday was Dak had said that he's buried this injury mm-hmm. mentally. Yes. And – he said it as a part. He basically wants people to stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. He wants to stop being asked about it, which isn't going to happen. Right? People will continue asking probably throughout the season, at least until he can really prove he's ready to go. Are you buying that that he's buried it mentally? I'm buying to a certain extent. I think Dak is one of the most mentally tough people I have ever met personally. Um, yeah. I think he's one of the most mentally tough. I mean, just think about his life, man. You know, growing up, he's been an underdog his entire life. He's he's proven everyone wrong at every every step along the way. Um, You know, he lost his mom. You're right. He lost his brother. Right. He came here as what? What was he? A fourth round draft pick when he came here. Um, No one, you know, a fourth round quarterback in the Cowboys organization is an afterthought. Like you never expect to see them ever hit the field, especially when Tony Romo is your your starter and locked into a super long term deal and never really had any major health issues. Um so everything that he's overcome, I think I think talking about it and saying it and I and I love I love the mentality of it. Like, hey, look, I'm good. 
Mm-hmm. You guys keep this going. And I, and I love that he came out and said, look, let's bury it. Yeah. It's over. Like, like I'm, I'm moving forward. I love that he said that. But the first time he's going to be back out on the field – I, I think that meant that there's going to be something there. I mean, you yeah. look look at Tom Brady when he when he you know tore his knee up. Right, right. When he came back, it took him a season, season and a half before he was, you know, you, you could tell he when people would get around his feet, he would get nervous. You could tell when when you know people would get around his knees, he would yeah. step back a little. But if anybody can can bury it, it's this man. Right. If there's anyone in the world that can really just block it out and say, "Okay, let's go forward," I, I, Dak Prescott is the person to do it. I, I think he has to say that, and he has to say that to himself to push forward and, and get through it. I think, you know, we we will see when training camp gets here. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't think you're. They're not going to let people around his feet and stuff until. Probably we see him in a game, so I think yeah. that's going to be your first time. They better to, to not, really man. See him. Yeah. <laughs> Those linemen wind up around his feet. I mean, out here in, in many camps, there he's not even participating. Yeah. In, he's just doing, you know, if there's any kind of line or any kind of rush or anything, he's he's not in there. They're right. not letting him participate. So, but yeah, I mean, what do you think about it? I agree. I mean, it, it's a rare, very rare athlete, I think, who can bury these things mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right now he's not in team drills. Nobody's like you said. There's no traffic around him. Everything's clean. He nobody's trying to knock him down or anything. So um, looks good, feel good, everything's fine. It, the true test will be come when he gets yeah. in those games. And I, so, and I think him saying that is more of going forward. He it's him saying I'm not talking about this anymore mm-hmm. so he set the precedent and said hey I buried it mentally I want you guys to stop asking about it so now if someone comes in and asks about it he he can say I've already addressed this I'm not talking about it anymore yeah. I buried it well so I don't he's going to have to address it I, you I, think yeah the media's not going to let it go I mean because he is going to be but they'll let it go if he keeps telling them, I'm not talking about well, this well yeah it, it's it'll be interesting to see how he handles it but when he gets in that first game and there are guys yeah. around his feet yeah. people well, are going to ask him about but it. i think what he's trying to do is stop those conversations between now yeah. and all throughout training camp hey how's the how's the ankle like he's just going to look at him now and be like <laughs> not yeah. talking about it. and if he if he does that one or two times and the media realizes like he's really not talking about right. this then they're going to be forced to not talk about it yeah and i don't know to me it's a it's a balance because um, you know, you don't want to come across as a, as a jerk. You don't want to be, be an enemy to the media or anything like that. And I don't think he is. He handles the media great. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's going to be totally buried in that he's never going to talk about it again. I think it's going to come up. I think he he can address it quickly, politely, straightforward, and be done with it. Um, and then, of course, obviously, once they get start playing games, he's going to have to do it. So... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mentioned Rare is the athlete that can kind of bury it like this. He might be that guy. I, I, like you said, he's been through so much already. He's, mm-hmm. His personality, um, he's such a leader. I mean, it's just over and over again. You hear how, how great he is at that. that he, he could be that guy that could really let it go. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, yeah. you know, now he doesn't have to worry about anything financially because he just signed this Nike deal. I'd hate to think that uh, he might not have been – he might have been struggling there without Nike. But 
I say that tongue in cheek, of course, because yeah, already, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he already had the loaded contract. I so. think the Nike deal was more that he likes Nikes and uh-huh. he likes Jordan than it was about the money. Like yeah. uh, even though what Schefter came out and said, what he's the the highest, highest paid pay, highest paid NFL guy. Now, yeah, Jor- for Jordan, I think it's yeah. Jordan brand, not just Nike, because uh, Jordan's different than just a regular oh, Nike yeah. contract. So, well, I don't know if. Who could get paid higher than him in any Nike? But who knows? I don't know. Yeah, but what do you think about that? We, we, we had for him. We had noticed a, back a few weeks ago some pictures. I think it was his first practice back, and Dana Burns, that runs our social media, saw that he had. She has this eagle eye for shoes. <laughs> saw that he wasn't wearing Adidas. Yeah. So we. She was like, should we put this out? And I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah. Let's let's find out. So we went to PR and I think PR reached out and he 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 didn't say no, don't put that out. Uh-huh. You know, he kind of I guess kind of dodged the yeah. the issue, didn't really say anything about it. So we were like, I you know, I guess we could we could crop the shoes, which would crop the ankle, which would yeah. then start another conversation about <laughs> yeah. the Cowboys yeah. are are not showing right. Dak Prescott's ankle. So then we, you know, we were like, no, we gotta we gotta show the full the full buy shot. So we put it out, and that was in my mind the first thing that like yeah. he knows people are going to be shooting practice. So and he's not wearing Adidas. And he then, was wearing all black shoes though, right? All black, trying yeah. to they, at least. Keep it a little not like key. the big check mark on the <laughs> yeah, side, yeah. True. So, but you know, so that was the first thing that I noticed, and then when this came out, so it didn't surprise me that you know he's going with yeah. Jordan. So that's nice, good work. You can get it, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> not bad at all. Not a bad side gig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, speaking of ankles, you know, they uh, one thing that came out of the. Mini camp as well as you know, Amari Cooper didn't work out at all. He's he had ankle surgery in January, and uh, McCarthy said that uh, he quoted his he's had some irritation in his ankle, and mm. now they're saying he may not be ready for training camp. Does that is that worrying you at all? That uh, your number one receiver he, he's had problems in the past, and see uh, is that worrisome yet? Yeah, it worries me. Yeah, like I think anytime you anytime you have an injury. That prevents you from preparing for the season. Even if you're ready for the season, you're taking reps out of that person's hands. So yeah, that 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 bothers me. And then we've seen how these injuries that weren't injuries, and then all of a sudden they yeah. were minor injuries, yeah. have turned into things that have held guys out of Lyle games and see half of a season, <laughs> yeah. and you know. So I yeah, anytime. Especially if it's a big enough deal for a coach to talk about it, yeah. Then that lets me know it's something because these right. guys look these guys every year. Like it's amazing to me how many injuries these guys have during the season that you never hear about. Yeah, because they don't tell anybody. They it's a sign of for these guys. It's a sign of. I don't know if it's a sign of weakness, but it's a sign of they don't want so. they don't want excuses. They yeah. don't they don't want their teammates to feel like they're making excuses because they all play through it. Whether it's a it's a dislocated finger or it's a broken yeah. you know broken bone here that they put a cast on or a torn this or a torn that they they all have multiple surgeries 
by the ends of their career, if they're in this league for any amount of time, they, they have multiple surgeries in the offseason that you don't ever even hear about. Yeah, it's a competitive you know? edge thing, too. If, if that cornerback knows that maybe Cooper's right ankle or whatever, I can't remember which one it is, but if, you know, maybe he can't cut as fast that way mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, there's so much that goes on. They keep quiet. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't think there's any alarm bells going off yet with no. me, but I think it's something to definitely – keep an eye on and especially when you're that's an ankle for a receiver that you, yeah, need, you need that for sure and and, it, and you know and i'm not a trainer and Britt brown don't ever think that i'm saying that i'm a trainer <laughs> but you would think that that's something on a receiver that that could turn into a nagging type yeah. injury where it's you know because that you need that ankle to plant you know and you need yeah. that ankle to be explosive and um so, yeah, it, it does concern me. You have to think, though, that if the Cowboys now, I don't know, Mari's one of the top receivers in the game, so it would be a big blow if he was out some games. But, I mean, they, that's the one position where you feel a little bit better because, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, they're yeah. saying he looked phenomenal out here at these workouts. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael Gallup is, you know, he's not only been a solid performer the first three years, he's heading into a contract year. You know he's going to ball yeah. out. And they've got even got some some other guy, you know, Cedric Wilsons and all that. that maybe they can step up as that third guy. You know, they're not going to be a, a first guy, but you know, it, you feel at least a little bit better that if he goes out, you're hopefully got the horses still to kind of make up for it. I guess. Yeah, I mean that's not that I want to find out. No, <laughs> and, and if you think about that, and you throw in the two tight ends that you have, you're going to yeah. have a healthy Blake Jarwin back, hopefully, and, and Dalton Schultz throw them in there and then you got Tony Pollard out of the backfield like if you if there's a position that you could afford to have a guy take a couple of games off I think receivers probably yeah your most you have the most depth yeah exactly. and most options there so did so you, yeah did you see where uh, I guess there are a number of receivers that didn't work out much in these uh, mini camp just for various Injuries, whatever, and they had Pollard working at receiver. Son, did you see that? I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, I wonder. What do you think about that? I love it. Do you, dude? It, it, I'm telling you, if you, good luck guarding these receivers this year. Yeah, and good luck if Kellen Moore creates things with the tools that he has. I mean, you've got Pollard that can get. You got hell, Zeke can catch out of the backfield. True. You got Jarwin. If you go with an empty backfield set, and you've got. Jarwin, Schultz, your three receivers, like good luck. <laughs> somebody somebody there's gonna yeah. be one or two bad matchups on the defensive side of the ball every play. Right. It's just, you know, can you quarterback stay healthy? Oof. Which I yeah. I have I I feel completely confident with that. I don't can your O line stay healthy to keep your quarterback off the ground is probably the, yeah, the biggest that might be the, the biggest question. One. Yeah. yeah. I heard you guys talking last week about uh, the backup quarterback, and it doesn't matter who it is; they're going to be in trouble. So, yeah, yeah you got to keep Dak upright. But yeah, you you may be right that that line, the line's got to be healthy. Yeah, can't afford to lose what three guys and others banged up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. And Lyle looks great. He he's lost some weight. He looks really. Was he doing really all flipped. the normal workouts out there? Or was he still kind of on the side? I think it, every time I saw, he was on the side. Yeah. But he but you know just from our window up here, we can see the practice field, and I saw him a couple of times. And he wasn't in pads, and like he's he's 
slimmed up. He's really nice. fit, so he looks really good. So Tyron says he feels better than he's ever felt. He said that uh, – yeah, he had that surgery. He said he really needed that surgery. Yeah. And he, he thinks that that's, that's something. He's got more range in his neck than he's ever had. Yeah, and that um, was something I really wanted to ask Nate about was, was – Well, Nate's not here, Kurt. I know, but, you know, he's got the experience of it all. But, you know, the surgery feels good now, but when you're in there banging up against other 300-pound guys, is it – you know, is he going to hold up, I guess? Yeah. Um, I guess stingers are just – have you ever had a stinger? I have I not. not I've hit my funny bone. Yeah. <laughs> which I imagine when I hear stinger, that's what yeah, I think it feels that like. Kind of feeling. But well, I, I don't. You know, uh, Tyron is saying he'd lost strength in his left arm. I mean, that mm-hmm. you're starting sounds pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> getting serious there. And, and uh, they were saying he's sounding like he's getting the strength back. It was to that degree, I guess. But yeah, yeah you 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 hope he's he's another guy. You hoped it. You just got to be there, you know. Not unlike receiver, we don't know what the depth might be that the, at yeah. the line position. So. All right, before we go to break, let's. We have a caller. Oh, nice. Eli wants to talk about actually one of the points on your run sheet today, Kurt. Oh. He wants to talk about Randy Gregory. So, Eli, welcome to the show. Hey, hey guys, I uh, absolutely love the show. I love you off chemistry, even though the other uh, half of your team is gone. <laughs> I really, I, I really look forward to y'all. Y'all, y'all are really good together. And I know that from time to time they like to change things up. I'd like for y'all to keep it like this, like if y'all can, because uh, I really look forward to y'all. I mean, the other shows are good, but your chemistry is really, really good. Well, thank you. Well, tweet, uh, send a tweet to the boss, Derek yeah. Eagleton, and let him know that. Yeah. Keep us together. Don't break the band <laughs> I, up. I, I'm kind of like Nate. I don't tweet. I've never even been on. <laughs> That's uh, smart. On that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't do that. I'm, I'm having enough tr- problems with Facebook. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and still, you know. <laughs> and I'm in my 40s, so what does that say? I've been doing it since the beginning. Um, I think the only thing that with Gregory that's going to solve it, like from anybody, he's going to get questions the whole time, but you got to have like one good year, right? You have mm-hmm. that one good year where even if he gets nine sacks, they're going to come back and they're going to be like, you know, finally you had an off season and you did all the right things because you were able to do what you do on the side and be here at the same time. It's still not going to die down until maybe the following year when he has an even better year, gets 11 sacks. And I'm not reaching high like a lot of people are reaching. They want double-digit sacks for him, you know, and anything in the higher single digit or lower single digit, I mean, it's going to work for me. But I think after that second year, people will forget about it and be like, okay, now he's been productive for two years. But until then, there's always going to be that question because he was pretty much the test dummy for this new rule. I mean, they... They, they they handed it to him. He was the example. They they threw the book at him as mm-hmm. much as possible, and the Cowboys never gave up on him, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Because we're in an age where everything is changing, and you gotta you gotta be uh, adapt to people's thoughts. And that's one thought: people like to smoke. You know what I mean? And <laughs> uh, and from all ranges, I've seen. You know, I'm, I'm a professional, and I've seen. You know, from where I grew up to in the professional levels now, you know, it's across the board. So yeah. it's just some people are able to function, some people are able to not. And I, I think he's a functional person. Um, but that's when I think it's going to die down. My questions real quick were on Joseph. Oh, I hate to ask this because I don't want to throw out any speculations or or um, one of those things when people create their own scenarios in their minds, uh, conspiracy theories. But was this covid uh, an unavoidable circumstance or was like he out and about, you know what I mean? 
that's something that I'd want to know because then that he had character issues before. So, mm-hmm. uh, and which I didn't think were character issues. You know what I mean? I thought it's just a kid being a kid. So I wanted to get that. And um, also, y'all talking about Lyle being in shape. I know last year because of COVID, everybody got fat, including myself. <laughs> so I, I'm still getting fat. But like Lyle came in overweight last year. Like I remember people y'all talking about it. Like where he looked out of shape. And is there a drastic difference in his weight, like the appearance? You know what I mean? Because sometimes the eye check, you know, you know, makes a big difference yeah. when you're out there and you're getting. It's easier for you to get into football shape. Right. Uh, but I want. I think part of Lyle's problem with if he was out of yeah, shape thanks, was thanks for the call, yeah, Eli. Thanks, I appreciate man. it, man. Love you guys. Bye. I think part of that problem was he had a hip issue, right. and it's pretty tough to do cardio and and such like that when you you're struggling with an injury. So that that I'm kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt that he was just it was hard to work out because he couldn't do it. Um, his body may be slimmer, but I guarantee you his hair is not. His hair <laughs> is out of control. Is it? He looks, he's taking over for Joe Looney. He looks – he's getting there. He looks right now almost like a like a, a wild version. Remember Kid and Play? Yeah. The, the, the real high fade? Yeah. He's kind of got that, but it kind of – it's like a cross between – Kid of Kid and Play and Joe Looney right now. <laughs> I got to see this. It's, yeah, it's it. pretty wild. I like it. That's funny. I like it, yeah. Um, he asked about Kelvin Joseph, too. I don't know the circumstances around him, but, um, uh, yeah, he was in the, the protocol there for a little bit. Yeah. But, um, who knows? And, I mean, he's a young guy. In this day and age, you're going to go out. And, and so. look, man, here's the deal. I don't know if people realize this or not because we, we live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody wearing masks here in Texas. Like, we are 100% open. You go to a restaurant, the servers aren't wearing – some places they are. But for the most part, you know, your Walmarts, your Targets, employees aren't wearing masks. Like, we're we're open for business. So for – as far as him being out and about, like, I mean, we're – you know, we're – we're open for business. Yeah, yeah, it, I've noticed that now. The signs have changed from "please wear a mask" to "we recommend you wearing a mask yeah. if you're vaccinated or if yeah. you're not vaccinated." So, right. yeah, it, and we were up in New Jersey a couple of days ago, and it's still a lot tighter up there. Yeah, so. I heard like New York and California, they're they're just now last week we're mm-hmm. getting back to to like fifty percent, and but we're, I mean, to be honest with you, we for probably what's I mean, probably for a year, we've been open. Restaurants and things have been open. I mean, people have been like they took a lot of the tables out and stuff, and servers were wearing yeah. masks and things like that. But we've we've been, I guess, to fifty percent for for a while, now. eight, nine, ten months. Year, but yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So yeah. we're, I mean, we're as far as him being out and about. Like you, you leave the building, you go out here in the star, and you're yeah, you don't really have to wear a mask anywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's. Is what it is. We're, I imagine throughout the season, we're still going to see guys pop up on that list. You know, yeah. it's just bound to happen. But um, I think with the advances they made and kind of just learning how to deal with it, that that uh, people are thankfully kind of getting back to normal lives. And that includes your your twenty something year old rookie quarterback. You know, he's going to get out there. And yeah, go, so. and I, I'm I'm I think that the NFL did a phenomenal job last year with all the covid stuff mm-hmm. and the in the like i i i really didn't i didn't give the season much of a chance like i didn't think yeah. with with the you know with the things that happened with hockey and the things that happened with um you know basketball and baseball i mean hockey hockey was a little bit better but things that were happening with baseball and 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 all that i i with 
them not being able to put the NFL in a bubble just because of the yeah. sheer numbers and the the traveling and I didn't really I thought it was going to be a lot more widespread than what it was. So I think they did a great whatever they did, they did a good good job because you didn't see a whole lot of guys popping up. I mean, you saw some guys. Yeah, there were a few cases that Denver Denver playing without quarterbacks and yeah. stuff, but for the most part it yeah, it wasn't widespread. Right. Like it didn't just run rampant through clubs, and so whatever they did, they they did a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, we will talk. You know what? He brought up Randy Gregory. Yeah, I did. Let's, yeah, let's talk Randy Gregory. We, let's take a break. When we come back. We got Randy Gregory. We have a little Zeke talk because Kurt's on the show, and you know we can't get wow. through the show without Zeke. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll figure out what else we're talking about you when bet. we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Hey, Cowboy fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience the best sports venue in the world, AT&T Stadium. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, there's a lot to get excited about for the upcoming season, but nothing more so than having a packed AT&T Stadium to cheer on the Cowboys every Sunday afternoon. At SeatGeek, we've been using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier, like football games, country shows, rodeos, pro wrestling, and everything in between. Download the SeatGeek app today and let there be live. Seeky. 1996, a great year and a glorious decade. Dolly the Sheep was clothed. Dial-up was awesome. Influencers didn't exist. Pants were baggy. And the Dallas Cowboys won it all yet again. Sadly, we can't go back to the 90s, but we can still watch the Cowboys try to win it all once more. Whether you're traveling to the games or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to hanging with the boys. We back. It's the Kurt and Shannon show today. Jesse Holly is heading to the airport. Nate Newton is MIA. He tried to get the technology to work. Yeah. So um, he's in what? Been going to Orlando? Is it? Amusement parks out there somewhere. What? Yeah. Have you seen his Twitter? No, I don't know. Yeah, you didn't check out Nate's Twitter. Twitter. It's the whole family's out at the, you know, riding rides and having fun. Oh, my goodness. Like. Can you imagine Nate on an amusement well, park ride? I, I don't think he's been getting on the rides. He's just along. He's tagging along and documenting, it looks like. Is he? It looks like they're having fun. Okay. All right. Well, Nate, have fun. I'm sure he probably didn't even try to log in. He probably just <laughs> said, hey, I can't, yeah. can't get it to work, fellas. I, I'll see y'all next time we do the show. So, <laughs> um, we're going to get into some Randy Gregory talk, but before we do, we started it and we can't stop it. The phones are ringing. 
And it's been way too long since we have talked to our good buddy, Eric in North Carolina. <laughs> right. How you been, hey, Eric? Yo, What's yo, up, yo. man? What's up, my guy? What's happening? <laughs> what's for lunch? Everybody. Isn't that the question? Yeah, what's, what was oh, for lunch? I made some sandwiches last night because I knew I was going to have time to stop or do anything else. I made like some little club sandwiches. Okay. A little roast beef and turkey and a little bacon on it. Mm-hmm. I put bacon on everything, like my ice cream, there you go. Uh, my candy. Like, like I, I eat bacon with everything. Everything's like, better with bacon. Good grief. Everything's better with bacon. I actually went to San Antonio last month. It was my first time ever going out there. It was so awesome. I love the crowd. I love the culture. Um, so, you know, shout out to Texas for once again hosting me and giving me the greatest hospitality I think I've ever had outside of being in my own house. So, that's, that's <laughs> I love San Antonio. Shout out to San Antonio. But uh, it's just so great to talk to y'all. I miss y'all. I've been listening, hearing all the chatter, hearing everything, man. I continue bringing the thunder every week. So, I appreciate that. Um, my catering company is doing well. I'm about to buy a house, and life is on the up and up, guys. All right. Well, good. Good to hear from yes. you, Eric. That's yes. good, man. Yes. So uh, all I need is a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl and that to win the MVP and the comeback. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Eric. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> First player in NFL history to win the MVP and NFL comeback player of the year. I expect that for that. I expect Zeke to bounce back. I expect with, with Randy Gregory to have a full off season. There's no limitations. There's nothing in his way. He can focus on football. He's going to break out. He's going to be a monster, and that's going to open up things for my boy uh, Tank on the other side. We got bigger in the middle. We got fast, speedy linebackers. Jabril Peppers is the number one steal of the entire draft. I'm calling it right now. Let's go. Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. Let's get it, guys. All right. All right. Let's go. Nice. Thank you, Eric. That might, one, Eric. That, that might be the shortest that Eric has ever talked on this <laughs> right, show. Right, right. And it's like, Scott, you're supposed to cut him off when he says peace. <laughs> bye, bye Thanks, Eric. Eric. Thank you. No, that I think he meant Jabril. Um, I think he meant uh, Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox, yeah, not yeah. Jabril Peppers. But, yes, so Eric's fired up for the season, and we haven't even got to training camp yet. So That's good. I hope uh, a lot of Cowboys fans are like him. Yes. Yeah, awesome. he, he brought up Randy Gregory. Yeah. And I got a quote that I want to read to you from Randy Gregory. A buddy of mine actually sent me this, and he sent it to me, and he said, this Randy Gregory quote, effing has me fired up, just awesome and want him to succeed so bad. This quote should relate to everyone. So he said this was, I I believe, uh, day before yesterday when he talked to the media. It's a lot of self-love. There was a time in my life when you could ask me to say one good thing about myself, and I couldn't. I could tell you 20 bad things. I've come a long way from that. I can say a lot of good things about myself. I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud. I'm proud of where I'm at. I'm, I'm proud of the journey I took. A lot of guys don't make it as far in this league as I have. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I think I've earned what I've gotten, whether it's bad or good, and I'm going to continue to do that. My best years are to come. They are ahead of me. Yeah. So, Randy obviously has dealt with some things in in his past. You know, when he's on the field and he's, you know, yeah. he's right. Like he's damn near unstoppable. Yeah. Know? I mean, he's matured a lot, and I think what he's dealt with in the past. You know, he's had the suspensions. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he it wasn't. You know, the Cowboys didn't give up on him because he's a good dude. You know, and the, right. the suspensions. It it wasn't. I don't think. And I, you know, I'm. 
not there. I'm not in the room. I don't know for sure. But the impression I get is this: it wasn't. Do, he wasn't like he was out partying and just tearing it up and being a bad dude. Mm-hmm. It was more about you know, like he mentioned in his quote, you know, he had struggles with with mentally and depression and and you know he. What he was doing recreationally was to try to th- help him through that, I think, more mm-hmm. than, than being, you know, you've, you've had other players come through, like a David Irving maybe, who, you know, they they got suspended because they were out partying. In it. And I never got the impression that that was such the case as much with Randy Gregory, which is why the team stuck with him. Right. And so now you're, you're really seeing the maturity come through. And um, like I think even the caller before said, some of the, the – Rule changes and, and how the NFL is approaching that whole subject has, has changed some, which is is helping a guy like him. So, yeah, you, you hope now that he's kind of reached that that you know you talk about it with quarterbacks reaching that that level of when your uh, mental uh, maturity and knowledge of the game catches up with your physical part of that, and maybe you're seeing that some with with Gregory here. Yeah, and with him being, you know, he's projected to be the starter. It's going to be. Interesting to see how that affects him because, you know, does it affect him where it's so much pressure that it affects him negatively in a mental? Does he put too much pressure on himself or does he appreciate where he's come from to get to where he's at? And it's like, hey, this is this is this is why I fought so hard. This is, you know, the team didn't give up on me. And and I I got here. I made it. This is where I wanted to be. And then he excels and, and takes off because, man, when he's the little bit he got to play last year, man, he he. Nick, you want to come in? Nick's uh oh, Nick's coming in. I hope he yeah. wasn't listening and we yeah. said something wrong. Oh, yeah, we're, we're in trouble now. Say. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, well, I think that uh, yeah. get it, get in here. I think we must. Derek was probably like, man, you guys. Derek suck. was like, send they're Derek, struggling. Send Nick down. Send in, <laughs> send in the ace. <laughs> bring bring him in. Wow. Now Scott's got to figure out how to turn that mic yeah. on. What's up? What's up, what? man? So I was actually talking about Jesse, and I was like, "Is he down there? I got to go talk to Jesse." And like, no, he's not down there. I was like, "Oh, he's doing it remote." They're like, "No, no, he's not on the show." I was like, "It's just Shannon and Kurt." Yeah, it's us. I'm like, struggle bus. Well, I mean, any, any two people be, be tough folks. Uh, you know, but what, I, I share a show, you know, with Derek and Dave and Amber. And I mean, I never get to. It's talk hard to talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't. Well, I can't imagine you ever not being able to talk. You're going to talk. I'll jump so. in there. Yeah. Sometimes I do that with Dave. I'm like, really? You, you know what? You brought up Jesse, and we were going to talk about Jesse. So this is a perfect segue into that. But before we do, we were just talking about Randy Gregory and. The, the team sticking with him for being because he's a mm-hmm. good guy. Yeah, like if you get to know him, he's a good dude. And we yeah. were just talking about the quote that he had, talking about you know, at one point he couldn't even name one good thing about himself and how he's proud of himself and he's come through all that stuff. And then we were just talking about, hey, he's projected to be a starter. Is that going to put so much pressure on him to where it's too much for him and it's hard to handle? Or does that put is it put it into perspective that yeah. he's come so far and been through so much? This is what he went through all that to get to, and now it takes him to the next level, and he really performs. So, what do you, what are your thoughts on? Well, Randy? I, I think that you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Um, a lot of the players look at it, and, and rightfully so, when it comes financially mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. much money. Did he leave on the table? Yeah. Did he not? Has he not had? Uh, and he's basically this is a contract year for him. Yeah. So, any chance of getting that big 
second payday, that second contract. He's had a second contract, but it was it was not really like the one that he could have. So uh, we've seen how guys are in their contract year, and this could be a big, big year. So if that's a motivational thing for him, you know, and maybe recouping some of the money that's lost, then then you know. But I think more than anything, just like listening to some of his quotes, is that you know he just wants to he want he's he wants to turn his life around, and he's doing that. He's doing that now. He said, "I hope for a time when you guys aren't asking me about my past," but he knows that right now is not it. You yeah. know. They've never been able to count on him, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they're able to do right now. And I think the draft was really Is he ready telling. for that? We'll find out. I yeah. mean, that, that's a great question, and we'll find out. But I think the Cowboys believe he is because they had a chance to to, to draft some defensive ends. Yeah. And, you know, might be you know might be reaching a little bit, but they didn't do that. So they are they are counting on him to be be their starter. They right. signed Basham, but I mean Yeah. I mean he was primarily a pass rusher last year and that was it. Are they gonna yeah. they're gonna be asking him to be a I mean he's got to do more now, yeah. right? You know or, the draw draw I don't know. I always laugh at that. I, I the three four I don't ever see him drop. A couple of times, maybe that they drop, but they don't win anything. They get beat. I mean, it's a mismatch. Mm-hmm. They rush the passer. It's like yeah. Bill Cowher said in that old NFL films thing to Greg Lloyd: "Rush yeah. the quarterback." But he, I mean, even like passing downs was his primary thing. Is he yeah. against the run? Is he going to be okay? I, I I think so. I think this is an absolute perfect fit for him. The mm-hmm. the, the defense. It's you know with a three four scheme and 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 at times that they will run it. I think it'll be perfect for him. He's going to have to be able to to stop the run like you said, and he has to work on. And he did a better job last year. The the penalties. You know the disciplinary stuff, the the you know not hitting back when somebody says something. I mean, not getting a fifteen yard penalty. He was the last time he played before this last year. That was kind of an issue. I didn't think it was a big problem. I think it one or two that happens in the flow of a game, but it just mm-hmm. can't be a guy that they target and go, hey, get under ninety four skin. You can get a fifteen yard penalty if it's third and twelve and you hit him or something. He might hit you back and get us a first down. So you can't be that guy. Yeah. Now, I wonder if. His goal, obviously, you want him to get sacks, you want him to play good, but it's part of his goal, it's part of what the coaches want, is him to do enough to free up Lawrence and sure. get Lawrence in there more. I, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's the thing. And, and vice versa. Even if he doesn't necessarily <laughs> rack up the yeah. stacks, he frees up Lawrence to do his thing. Right. I just, I'll, you know, nobody ever really talks about Robert Mathis. I always to throw out Robert Mathis. Robert Mathis was a great pass rusher. Well, Freeney on the other side for the Colts was doing his thing, but you got to have another guy. Yeah. And I mean, that's just one example. But I mean, Anthony Spencer, D. Ware, you know, they did it for years. I mean, you can go all the way back to Harvey Martin and Tutal. Like yeah. those two guys, you know, when you have another guy, who who do you, you know, kind of like kind of like Jordan and Pippen, right? Got to have a superstar and a got to have a Batman. <laughs> I'm not every Batman's got to have a Robin, right? Okay. I'm not. You know, I I don't know if there's going to be a ten part series on ESPN <laughs> about about those two, but maybe you know. I'm not. You're right. Your 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 point is valid. I mean, it's just you can't just focus on one guy all the time. So that's yeah. If he yeah. can be that guy, where, where you're you're worried about because the thing about this particular situation, and this is why I think D Law needs to win more than he does. And when I'm on my show, I mean, I'm, they, I don't know, Derek and Dave, I mean, they, they love him. And I do, too. I love Tank. But for the money, you got to get more sacks than that. And he is playing on the left side going up against right tackles. Yeah. He, T-Law's got to, you know, that's so why I, Gregory's going to be playing le- versus the left tackles yeah, a lot, yeah. you know. I think Pro Football Focus had Lawrence ranked the seventh best edge rusher in the league. You 
you don't sound like you agree with that. <laughs> well, they haven't ever called me to work for them, so they they, they do their thing and, and they're they're really good. That's Kurt's um, favorite. That's Kurt's favorite reference. Well, I, pro football. They're, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, I know a lot of people don't buy into them, but well, no, but they I just mean, have. Good I can't say that I don't. I sat up last night at midnight watching Moneyball for the hundredth time. <laughs> it's I lo- tough to pass. I on. love that movie, yeah. and and the concepts are very similar. I mean, just taking stats a part of the game, and so mm-hmm. I I don't discount what uh, pff does at all tell you what let's take our last break we got about 15 minutes and i want to talk about well you came down here looking for jesse and jesse as we know is usually on this show yeah so let's talk about why you were looking for jesse are we allowed to talk about sure why you're mm-hmm. looking for jesse? i think more than anything is why, why didn't jesse pass up a chance to talk i mean like what's going on well, yeah that's another we'll find out why when we come back from our break and then Nick, before we get out of here, since this is the last show before training camp and we don't really know what the shows are going to look like yet, um, you know, you watch all the practice. Um, Mostly. Most, most all the practice. Yeah. But I want to know, what it, did, you, did you get anything out of it? Did you see some things that, like, you yeah. know, way people were lined up, guys that were getting more reps, defensive linemen in a three-point stance versus standing up, things like that. Did you take anything out of it? I know you can't tell a lot until the pads come I'll tell you my I'll tell you my five favorite uh, rookies. Oh, How about that? I like that I'll a lot. Go. Find out Nick's five favorite rookies and why Jesse Holly's not here <laughs> when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Hey, Cowboy fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience the best sports venue in the world, AT&T Stadium. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola, the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your package today. Hey, Cowboys fans. There's a lot to get excited about for the upcoming season, but nothing more so than having a packed AT&T Stadium to cheer on the Cowboys every Sunday afternoon. At SeatGeek, we've been using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier, like football games, country shows, rodeos, pro wrestling, and everything in between. Download the SeatGeek app today and let there be live. SeatGeek. We back, and I am supposed to tell you about the Cowboys Fan Club, Dallas Cowboys United, and how you should join, but I'm going to divert from that, and I'm going to tell you, because this show's all about me, always about me, (laughs) I'm going to tell you what I'm doing tonight. 
I am hosting a notable live event for the fan club, which actually I think it's open to the public now. Um, there may be some 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 spots left. So if you go to the Dallas Cowboys fan club uh, social media pages, you can register. We are having a live chat tonight with Stephen Jones and Emmett Smith, and they will both be in the building live. Uh, I will be hosting it. We'll be giving away door prizes. We're giving away $100 gift cards to the pro shop. We're going to give away some autograph stuff. We're probably I'm going to probably find some random stuff in my office to give away, maybe even get <laughs> Emmett and, and Stephen to sign it. So it uh, starts at 6.30 to 7.30. Um, it's going to be really cool. Emmett's really fired up. Steven's fired up that, that, that Emmett's doing it. So it's, it's really just going to be a fun, engaging thing. We're able to bring fans on live and ask questions within the app live in real time. So it's not your typical conference type call. It's a, it's a very interactive thing. So go, go register and come check it out tonight. It's going to be super cool. That is going to be. Can yeah. I throw out four or five questions you can ask him? It actually, <laughs> actually, I need to get with you after this. Okay. So yes, one hundred percent, you can. So, uh oh, Kurt's raising his finger. Sixteen seconds ago, our own Nate Newton just tweeted: "Today we're at Cocoa Beach. Pictures are soon to come, and once again, <laughs> I will be somewhere sitting down. He had <laughs> shirt he could, on or off. He could figure out how to tweet from where he's at, but <laughs> yeah. he couldn't join yeah. the show from where he's well, at. Well, you know." He's on different. the beach, you know. Wi Fi on the beach probably isn't that great. I don't so. think we want to see him on the beach. Anymore. <laughs> it depends on what attire he's wearing. He's having a better day than so. we are, probably. All right, so let's do let's do Jesse first. Why isn't Jesse on the show? What's going on with Jesse? Where's Jesse at, Jesse's, and why is he there? Well, Jesse's in New Jersey, and uh, why is he in New Jersey? Nate here and, and the crew are working on uh, Nick. Nick, it's okay. Sorry. I looked straight at you and said Nate. Too. If I look so, like Nate, let me know. It's terrible. I apologize. <laughs> look straight at you. No, I was kidding. But they're working he's on the documentary. He's in New Jersey because his um, his brother, his older brother, was running for help me state senate, state senate mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Wow. And uh, younger brother, they didn't younger brother. I think so. Was he the older brother? Is he he's the older brother? My, my yeah, uh, I'm doing the documentary yeah. on Jesse. <laughs> stay, stay out of this. Group. Okay, yeah. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, but um, he—they uh, didn't win. The, the, the election was for, uh, Tuesday. They, oh. they did not win. Um, but uh, we were there with him. And that's why he went to New Jersey, and we kind of piggybacked on that. We are doing a documentary already on Jesse and his his life and uh, his journey. It's just so unique. Mm-hmm. There's not not another one like it. Of and and while. You know, a lot of people remember him for things like the 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 yeah, show, Michael Irvin show, getting caught from behind. Well, you can say that. I mean, he, he made the game changing play. He yeah. saved Dan Bailey's job. Yeah. Gave Dan Bailey a career in the NFL. That probably you're not wrong. We talk that. about that on the show if all the time. He, if he scores a touchdown and they go into the offseason into the next week, going, what do we think of Dan Bailey here? I mean, it was going to be a little iffy. But, uh, or doesn't make that play. Yeah, Dan missed what two field goals that game. He's probably he made, out of the league. He also made one Maybe. that got him into overtime. So that, yeah. he was kind of on the fence there. But getting the game winner was great. Yeah. But but people remember Jesse for those kind, those two things. His journey just to get here is is amazing. He, he he shouldn't have been there. When we went back and saw some of the places where he lived and what he was doing and just a rough, tough childhood. I mean, tough. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and he and he opens up about it, and it's it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how it all all shakes out. But we're excited yeah. about it. It's one of our uh, four documentaries for the Deep Blue series, and um, and Kurt went along with us too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kurt um, is working on a documentary as well. Yeah, um, Drew Pearson, who's yeah. from New Jersey as well, so, so got a chance to do some stuff with him. Uh, not with him, but with his sister and some of the, his high school and such. So. Is that another documentary? Yeah, another Deep Blue. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. when do these come out? Well, they'll come out uh, in in August. Um, most of them air uh, right before a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So the four lineups, the four that we have this year, in no particular order, even though mm-hmm. I think Jesse Holly might be last. Um, hopefully, just to give us more time. <laughs> but uh, it, there'll be a documentary on Drew Pearson, a documentary on Jesse Holly, on one on Darren Woodson, and then another one called uh, War Stories from uh, Draft Stories from the War Room. Oh, nice. So over, yeah. It'll be a bunch of little of stories all into one documentary. Is our buddy Chris Hall going to be in, in that one? That's funny you say that. I'm, I'm email, he's, it's on my list of things. That I have a, I, today I did a list of things I got to do, and I got to email Chris Hall. <laughs> Doing this show was not on the list, but it was great. You know, it, was, yeah. it was a great Well, that's, that's awesome, I'm man. I'm excited about Jesse's one. He's, got, he's such a good storyteller. It's oh, good. my God. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Yeah. So, oh, and just a, a – Another part that maybe we'll make the credits or something like that. Jesse's the first player we've ever done a documentary on that just straight out says, we're going to win an Emmy. That's the goal. <laughs> Most people don't even know what it is. He he knows, and that's his goal. And so we were driving around town, and we were like, oh, we're going to do this, this, this. And he's driving us around, and we talked about going to lunch. Like, what what, what about lunch? He went off on a two-minute rant about <laughs> you got to stay hungry. Hungry. That's what got him through fourth and long. That's what got him here. I have it all on videotape. It's amazing. But yeah, he was just like awesome. about being hungry. We don't have time for lunch. I think we've got a photo of Jesse. Yeah, can Scott, can, can you put that up? So we have this running joke on the show, Nick, that um, Jesse Je- Jesse's dad left him on the porch. Mm-hmm. That's and a joke, huh? It's not a joke. Okay. No. Like I thought it was a joke until me and Jesse actually sat down and, and had lunch the other day and, and watched practice before the show. And like that's a real thing. Like he jokes about it, and we joke about it. And his dad literally like left and, and never came up. back. Yeah. So like I'm sure that'll be that, yeah. That's the picture that that okay. Scott's got up uh, or a version of that up on the yeah. on the, sitting, on the stream. So on the porch. But yeah, I mean I, I'm interested to see the story. Like we, we know Jesse that's on the, the show porch, right? That mm-hmm. is the, yeah. Yeah, that's the porch he got left on. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Just we joke about it, but it, it's a real deal. So you know, I'm I'm interested to see that too. So that'll that'll be good. So Jesse, good on you, man, for for getting this story out there. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, Sorry probably. that you you're not on the show today, but we'll see when we get back from camp. Weather and the weather in New Jersey's messed up some flights. Kurt will tell you. Yeah, wait yeah, a little yeah, bit. <laughs> so Nick, you got about five minutes left. Give us. Yeah. You said you give us your most impressive rookies, and then give us some some takeaways that that. That you noticed at camp okay. or things that that jumped out at you. Well, fortunately, number one is number one. I mean, that's you know, Micah Parsons is at the point where um, you know you you want to see him go up against the best, the mm-hmm. very best, because the guys that they're putting out there right now and not in pads. I mean, he's, he gets by them. I think his pass rushing ability is something that we didn't. 
I, we've seen it. I mean, because I, I, I remember saying before the draft, hey, he's unblockable from the games that I've seen. But I think he is going to be a dynamic rusher, and that just adds a different element to mm-hmm. to his game. Um, but I think he he's been everything as advertised. He's made a great interception for a touchdown in another drill. He's done everything. Now the pads need to come on. We'll see how the, all that works. But um, he he has been the best guy, and that, and and that's even saying some expectations are higher for him. Yeah, I saw him one play. He went up and got a ball, mm-hmm. like climbed the ladder. Looked like a receiver, almost fingertip yeah. catch down around the goal line. Yeah, and, and like I was like, dude, that's that's a great play that for a fun. linebacker yeah. to do that. That's like DB type play. That's right. He looks good, man. And I try to throw expectations out the window because I mean they they can kind of you know they can change your perception of them based mm-hmm. off of where they're picked and you're like oh you know but I like to look at it like who's having the best camp but Nashawn Wright man that's the, he's been really good really yeah, yeah I think he'd be my next next guy really? on this list I he's just he he's got great instincts he really does mm-hmm. and he makes up for you know and I say makes up for it. he's got length and you just don't see a lot of six four corners but he does a really nice job um, who are we seeing here? We're seeing Nation. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Is there any um, concern? I mean, he has the the height and the length. Is he strong and thick enough? I mean, you know, size. I, I think that's why he plays corner. Okay, you know, because he's got the perfect safety build. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's why he plays corner. And that takes me to my next guy that I think is is really done well, and that's uh, Israel Mukwamu, number thirty eight. Sixth round. He was sixth round corner from South Carolina. Okay. He played opposite that's JC right. Horn. That's he right. told Jerry right after the draft, "You're going to be you drafted the best corner in the draft." And they're like, "Well, that's cool because we're moving you to safety." <laughs> cool. Well, you got the best safety in the draft. Uh, he has looked really good, and I think I think having a you know that's the big thing. Safeties can cover obviously if you're a former corner, but can you can you hit? Can you have the instincts? Can you do all the things safeties are needed? He he's looked really smooth out here. I think McQuamu's a guy that um, I'm very uh, impressed with, as well. I'm impressed uh, you can pronounce the name right off the bat. There, that's Maquamu. Maquamu, is that it? Uh, yeah. If I be real honest, I, uh, I, I was so Israel is kind of different than I thought it would be spe- spelled. So I was worried about that and Maquamu and all that. And Osa, and, and I spelled it wrong. I spelled, I spelled it Maquamo. Uh-huh. And his agent emailed me. <laughs> Nicest Seriously? guy ever. Nicest guy. <laughs> Thank you so much for the article. Blah blah blah. We're excited. By the way, yeah. this, you know, I'm like, <sighs> we got some names that we drafted. Oh, we did. Osa and Diggy Zua, which would be my next guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, number four. I I think he he's he's looked. I mean, it's hard for defensive tackles to kind of stand out because are are they are you going? You know, are you going 100? percent Is your blocker going 100? percent That's all that. But I I think he's going to be a difference maker. I like what the versatility we're seeing him line up. That's interesting because you we heard so much about the other kid and the Obahana. Yeah, you heard because of his size. You heard so much in his quotes and all that. I like him, yeah, too. I I, I'm I'm all for him on our show. I mean. Uh, Derek's got him in the Hall of Fame, basically. <laughs> so, I mean, he's going to Canton. His first game will be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, that's where he's going to start circle. his career. That's where he's going to probably uh-huh. end, it, according to Derek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if my last guy, I mean, I, I think Bohanna would be good. But, I mean, let's don't rule out Farniok. Matt Farniok, the the center from the um, really? Nebraska. Yeah, because who's he got to beat out? Tyler Biotish? Yeah. I, I, I don't think our starter – I don't think – I don't think all the centers are on the roster right now. I'll say that. I don't really? know if the starting center is. It might be Biotish, but I don't. I, Farniak is is you know he's not that far behind, and so that's really? that. Wow. 
but that's why I think they got a that's a position of, of need. I think. Where, where's Joe Looney? Yeah, well, I was wondering that. I saw him at, at, at like over here at the Star District one time. I oh, thought he was about to sign. I was like, "You going to sign?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just kind of talking to him, waiting to, to sign." And that hasn't happened. But I'll tell you another thing that hasn't happened. I mean, we got two number sixes and. I think two number 10s and all these numbers. We don't have a 73. Mm, mm. Saving that for somebody, maybe? Mm. You heard it here huh. first. Huh. Nick and you Eatman. You heard it here second because I said it on the Cowboys on Cowboys break oh. every Wednesday. What's, but, what's, <laughs> Cow, what's Cowboys break? Oh, it's just a top show that we've got on our site. Uh, it's our number one show. Closing in fast. Did you think they're worldwide? Closing they're not worldwide, fast. are they're they? Not, they don't have the fan base. No, we do. no, no, no. It's no, not as widespread. We're the only. They're more concentrated like in Plano area. We're, we're, <laughs> we're in the UK. <laughs> we're right. in France. France. I don't know. I've heard Philip call y'all show before, too. Yeah. Philip from France. Think so. Yeah, the guy from Hawaii calling a lot. That's not really international, but uh, sounds Should good. Should be. Should be. Um, yeah, we don't have we don't have any players on our show. I mean, that's we're, we're the only you know we're the only show that doesn't have a former player on it. And Y'all so, don't need it. You're the top show. You don't need. You're doing just yeah. okay without it. What did you say? I didn't hear what you said. With a, with a what? You're the top show. I mean, the numbers don't lie. Douglas, there's your cowbite you were looking for. You were looking for that cowbite. You looked for a cowbite that would beat it. So. But before we go, <laughs> any, anything else? What are you going to be looking at for at camp? This will be our last show before we go to yeah. camp. Like, what are you what, – I tell you what, what position battle well, are you most looking forward to? That's the one right, right there at center. I mean, I think that's a that's mm-hmm. a big battle right there. Just mm-hmm. what happens at center. You had a fourth-round pick. Tyler Biotis from a year ago didn't play a whole lot. He's the leader in the clubhouse right now, Matt Farniak. Can you can you go into a season with their hopes with a rookie center like that? Well, be honest, would be a second year guy, but he's relatively young yeah, still. That's true. I, yeah. yeah, but can you? Yeah, yeah but, uh, it scares yeah. me. That's a, what is seventh round yeah. guy? I I think if he's the best option, I'm okay with him starting. I still want a Joe Looney, a veteran in there that can play some guard to that if something doesn't happen, I mean, you don't have to turn to a seventh-round pick. You turn to a veteran sure. journeyman kind of who's been around. So the center is the, the position center? for me. What do you, what position battle are you looking forward to? Uh, defensive tackle. I'm taking the other side. I mean, I, you know, this, you've got way you've talked and others that those two young guys sound pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, can Tristan Hill come back and – Hopefully Neville, Neville Gallimore can take the next step, and so it'll be interesting. And they they really need that position to step up and no stop somebody this year. So that'll yeah. affect your linebackers. Yeah. You know, if those guys can do what they need to do, you'll see better play from the linebackers. And 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 I think Brent Urban and Carlos Watkins, you know, it's going to be weird how it all shakes mm-hmm. out. They got a lot of guys in there, a lot of names, but um, they've got to shore that up. So Parsons and. Jalen and Layton and those guys can go run around and make plays. Yeah, you, I think linebacker. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the playing time is going to look like. Yeah, like who I, I want to see. I, I think Jabril Cox may be the steal of the draft across the league. Just so I want to see what he looks like. And Parsons, like you said, he without pads looks great. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to see. I would remember the old battles between Sean Lee and De, and Demarco Murray. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. Parsons and Zeke go yeah. at it, or, or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just the old school. Like he's a rookie, and but you know, Zeke already tweeted out, you know, don't touch me, rook at right, practice. Right. But <laughs> but I, I think he's the type of rookie that's going to put his face in there and put his nose in there and be like, yeah, okay, well, let's go. So I I, I think I'm. There's a lot 
a lot of positions I want to see shake out, but I think I think linebacker. Why did they draft those two guys? What's mm, their plan? Yeah, like how are yeah. they how are they going to split that playing time up? Low key uh, position battle that's not been talked about a lot is punter. <laughs> really? No, but didn't he come out today and say Auger Anger Anger's the guy? Really? Well, he's the guy because. Wait, he came out today and said it. Well, I thought this I don't week. know if it was today. No, he came it. out this week and said he's the, he's the leader right now because he's played eight years or nine years. But I'm telling you, nice winder, nice winder. If you if you look at the stats, he had a he, year. He can boom it now. I mean, he, uh-huh. he had a st- he had stats that were better than any year Chris Jones has ever had, <laughs> and and he was a solid punter. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean. You get better as you go, you know. Now, route runner for fake punts? No, not not nice wonder. That's not his thing. Still going to take me a while to get used to Donovan Wilson and Chris Jones's number. That still throws oh, me yeah. off. So yeah. Well, Nick, thank you for for jumping down here, Problem. man. Yes. I appreciate you, you being a good teammate and an office mate and, and saving right. me and Kurt, saving <laughs> actually our listeners from me and Kurt for having to do that for thirty more minutes. So, yeah. Scott. Hell of a job, man. Good job, Scott. Scott. Thank you for jumping in when Chris Beam's on vacation. Nate and Jesse, y'all can just stay away because we got this handled. We don't need you guys. (laughs) Kurt, good seeing you. It's going to be a while. Yep, We'll be back after training camp. We don't know what the show schedule is going to be like at camp. Don't really know what it's going to be like when we get back, but we will post it on the website whenever we have it figured out. Um, Until next time, whenever that is, thank you guys. This has been... The last show for a while. Hanging with the boys. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?